This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a former federal official that used to be charged with finding fraud is accused in a fraud scheme. Agencies get a little more guidance on coronavirus precautions. Members of Congress and federal unions are worried the administration's directions are not as clear as they could be. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The former Homeland Security Department Acting Inspector General Charles Edwards and a former co-worker are facing charges for allegedly stealing proprietary software and confidential databases and attempting to defraud the government. A federal grand jury returned a 16-count indictment against Edwards and also his former co-worker Morali Venkata. Edwards, who was the acting DHS IG from 2011 to 2013, and Venkata are charged with conspiracy to commit theft of government property and to defraud the U.S., theft of government property, wire fraud, and aggravated identity theft. More guidance for agencies on the coronavirus and telework from the Office of Personnel Management. OPM says agencies can order telework for all employees due to a potential coronavirus outbreak at the office. Telework-capable employees who are not sick are expected to work from home. Employees who can't telework but must quarantine due to a potential coronavirus exposure will get paid whether in safety leave. Employees who become sick must use sick leave, and agencies can advance some additional leave if an employee runs out of sick time on a situational basis. The largest federal employee union says all eligible federal workers should begin to telework now. The American Federation of Government Employees is urging OPM to expand and invoke telework programs. Both the union and a group of Senate Democrats say previous OPM guidance on the topic is confusing and overly complex. Senators say employees need assurances that they won't be asked to come to work while sick and they'll get paid for their time. Few federal organizations are not affected one way or another by the coronavirus outbreak. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. The Coast Guard transported seven Health and Human Services employees and supplies to the Grand Princess cruise ship off San Francisco. Texas Senator Ted Cruz secludes himself at home for 14 days after having come in contact with an infected person at a D.C. conference. Veterans Affairs cancels a winter sports outing for some 1,000 disabled vets to have taken place at the end of March in Snowmass, Colorado. I'm Tom Tammen. The military says it's beginning its first testing of vaccines for the coronavirus. Top military medical officials say they are testing them in mice. The next step would be to test the vaccine in larger animals that are more similar to humans. Clinical trials could be some time away, though, and the actual vaccine may not be ready for a year to 18 months. The Defense Department says it's working with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the National Institutes of Health, Industry, and Academia to prevent, detect, and treat coronavirus. The Defense Department confirms more service members are diagnosed with coronavirus. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. A Marine in Fort Belvoir, Virginia, and a sailor in Italy are the second and third service members to come down with the coronavirus. The Marine is being treated in an isolated room to ensure the safety of other partners at Fort Belvoir Community Hospital. The sailor is restricted to residential quarantine and is under the care of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Italian health officials. Meanwhile, the Air Force canceled an event with small and non-traditional businesses in Texas scheduled for this week over concerns about the disease. 
I'm Scott Massioni. Two of the military's top doctors say the Defense Health Agency may not be ready to run the Defense Department's medical facilities yet. The Air Force and Army Surgeons General are telling Congress that moving military treatment facilities to one centralized agency is proving to be a difficult merger of cultures. DHA is supposed to take over all of the military hospitals and clinics within the next two years. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy expressed concerns earlier this year about how quickly the transition was happening. There will be a new investigation into the Pentagon's privatized housing contracts by the Defense Department Inspector General. Congress told the IG to probe the issue as part of the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. IG officials say they plan to start questioning military service officials this month. The main focus will be on how well they've overseen the privatized housing initiative, which has been plagued by reports of poor living conditions in recent years. We now know why a federal judge ordered DOD to stop its work on the multi-billion dollar Jedi Cloud contract. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu explains. New court documents reveal the reasons the judge agreed to Amazon's request for an injunction as part of its lawsuit. They have nothing to do with Amazon's allegations that President Trump influenced the contract improperly. Instead, the judge found that Microsoft's winning bid included an approach to data storage that should not have been allowed under the terms of the contract. The ruling is not the final word on Jedi. A final judgment on whether the contract will be overturned is expected to take several more months. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Interior Department still has not fully justified the reasons for the upcoming Bureau of Land Management move. The Government Accountability Office says Interior never gave detailed reasons for relocating specific BLM headquarters positions to Colorado or other western states. Employees did not have many chances to give feedback about the move either. GAO says it's tough to tell whether Interior and BLM are meeting their self-stated goals for the relocation. 252 BLM positions are supposed to move to Colorado, Arizona, Utah, and six other states. Industry gets to weigh in on how a long-awaited cyber policy change will impact a major IT modernization program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The General Services Administration wants to know if the new cyber policy to make it easier to move to the cloud and its government-wide telecommunications modernization program can play nicely together. GSA released the request for information to vendors asking 10 questions about the new Trusted Internet Connections, or TIC 3.0 policy, and the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, program. Among the topics GSA wants vendors to weigh in on are the advantages of buying TIC services through EIS and what changes are necessary to meet the new cyber requirements. I'm Jason Miller. With just over a month until the end of the tax filing season, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration warns taxpayers to remain vigilant against scam calls. Since 2013, more than 2 million people have reported fraudsters impersonating IRS employees over the phone, and 15,000 victims have paid more than $80 million to these scams. Working with the Justice Department, TIGDA reports that 93 people have pled guilty to charges related to scam calls since 2013. And the Taxpayer Advocate Service reports a spike in taxpayers seeking help. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The IRS uses certain filters to detect and prevent tax refund fraud, but they also flag hundreds of thousands of legitimate tax returns. That's led to the Taxpayer Advocate Service seeing a five-fold increase in the number of taxpayers seeking its help between 2017 and 2019. To handle this workload, Acting National Taxpayer Advocate Bridget Roberts says her office will wait about four weeks before accepting most cases. That gives the IRS's data matching process time to work and clear some of the false positives. I'm Jory Heckman. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 